0: Every
1: team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, spoiler alert, Tracy Sandler, and I'm very, very Very excited because I am welcoming to the show my friend and yours, the great, amazing, incomparable, lovely Kiana Martin.
2: Kiana, hi. Wow. I have never received a welcome or an introduction as fantastic as that. Thank you so much. I think that's what I needed to start my day. So thank you for that. I think I might replay this like over and over again when I wake up in the morning, just like, just as that little like extra oomph to get my day started.
1: I'm happy to send you voice notes every morning that just say, good morning, Kiana. You're amazing, lovely, incredible, and the best. I'm happy to do that. We need that in
2: our lives. We need that in our lives. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, you're welcome. I'm just so excited that you're on. I feel like this is a little bit of our uh, reunion uh, Mm -hmm. because we have been separated by your amazing job. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, which I can't imagine actually anyone listening to this podcast doesn't know, but for those of you who do not know, Kiana Martin was the senior reporter for the San Francisco 49ers for several years. She was like just maybe the most incredible team (laughs) reporter of all time in my humble opinion. But she has moved on to the MLB network. She is one of the hosts of a show called Quick Pitch. She's amazing. I actually think you should just replay this podcast every
2: morning forever. because that's what I'm is- I think this is exactly what I need in my life. Thank you. Do go on. You, you're, <laughs> oh, no,
1: yeah. Please, enough about me, but please tell me what you think of me. <laughs> let's keep this going. Right. Uh, let's but see. so tell us about, let's actually jump into this a little bit. You've got a hey. new role, you're in a new city. <laughs> kind of tell us about what that's like and how you're enjoying it and just, you know, adjusting because it's a big move, exciting move, but big move.
2: It's a huge move, especially considering I'm a West Coast girl. I'm from Los Angeles. I've lived as south as San Diego. And obviously, as you just discussed, uh, lived as north as the Bay Area, covering the 49ers for five years. Furthest east I had ever gone was Kansas City. I did work for the Kansas City Chiefs um, a number of years back but it's definitely a huge transition. I mean, obviously I think we all kind of think of, when you think of New York, it's a completely different pace than it is California. We're more laid back. We're go with the flow. Um, it's very, very fast paced in New York. And I'm literally, I felt like that's kind of, it represents my transition. I literally went from zero to 100 extremely quick. Um, but Yeah, I'm trying to think, how do we start this story? So with the 49ers for five years, uh, their senior team reporter covered that team. I came in the same year as Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. So I kind of saw them literally, um, they had to be quite honest, not the strongest roster and watching them transform that over a number of years. It's very a very nice way to Super say that, Bowl. by the way. There you go, that was, yeah.
1: that was so well said.
2: <laughs> you're you're team first mentality here. But you transitioning <laughs> that into a Super Bowl roster and watching them do that and get close to that uh, two out of the last five years was absolutely magical. It was incredible to kind of sit back and watch and be a part of, actually. And then making a huge transition, not just... Going from another from one coast to another, but also you're covering a sport that you haven't covered in at least eight years. You know, my focus has been on football, and then a here and there a little bit of basketball because I did work for the Denver Nuggets for a small period of my to- of my life. But um, it's it's a big transition with the moving with finding a place to live with covering a completely different sport than what you've been focused on starting a new job with a new company. It's so much that goes into the, that transition. But it's one thing about me is I love a good challenge. I love Mm -hmm. to challenge myself. I know a lot of people love being comfortable and there's nothing wrong with that. But I like to be pushed outside of my comfort zone just to see, hey, how can I handle this? Can I handle this? Is this something that I'm open to? And this could be something that I absolutely fall in love with. Um, So this is one of those situations where I've definitely been pushed out of my comfort zone, but I absolutely love what I do. Um, It's kind of like baseball was actually the first sport I ever did fall in love with. Uh, Growing up, my parents would take me to Dodger games and Angels games, and that's just what we did as family time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played softball growing up because I was honestly the biggest Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Like that was just Aww, like the that. that was just baseball. When I thought of baseball, that's who I thought of. So um that's how I started playing softball and grew a love of the sport. And then it's so crazy fast forward, I'm not gonna date myself. But let's say like fast forward ten years later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um you know, covering the sport. So it's been a ton of fun. It's definitely been a challenge, but Um, the people at MLB network are fantastic. I love my show, which again, I will double down on what you said. It's quick pitch. It airs Mm -hmm. nightly on MLB network. Um, it recaps everything that you might have missed that day in baseball. It's such a fun show. Very colorful. Um, lots of personality. I think that's one thing I really enjoy about it showing that personality, um, so yeah, you can definitely check that out. But it's definitely been a transition. <laughs> well, you all <laughs> about to say that it's a transition.
1: It is. It is a huge transition. But you've done an incredible job. And uh, Kiana knows this. My parents and I were actually I was over at their house, and we had quick pitch on, and we all were just like beaming with pride. I cried Aww. obviously because that's what I do. Um, I was <laughs> like, it's <laughs> Kiana. <laughs> but um, but you really have done such a fantastic job and so let's let's talk a little bit baseball now that you're you're a baseball girl let's talk a little bit of baseball we're a month into the season which is so funny to me because it feels like we're six months into the season
2: you know with the number of games going on and at a time like it it honestly feels like we are about a good three four months into this world world series should be next month i don't know it's it's a lot it's a lot but we're a month in We're a
1: month in, which is so crazy. I mean, I'm thinking even the All-Star game is two months away. Like, that's how early we are into the season. So, um, and I'm personally very excited about the All-Star game because it is here in Los Angeles Dodger Stadium, my favorite place in the entire world. So, very excited about that. Uh, But, we can get to that in a little bit. But we're a month in season. Yankees, hot, fire. I mean, so are the Mets. I mean, listen, I don't want to say that your move to the East Coast has rejuvenated these baseball teams. But I don't want to say that it hasn't because it feels like not a coincidence.
2: I know. And and it's so crazy um, just looking at, you know, when you, you think of both of these New York teams, you think of the Mets and you think of the Yankees, not really having these, at least as of late, having these standout noteworthy seasons, but you look at both. The Mets, you look at the Yankees both currently sitting at the top of their respective divisions in the AL and the NL East. Um, It's been really, really exciting. And it's actually fun for me to sit back because, I mean, it's a little different with the NL. But as far as when it comes to these New York rivalries, I don't have a dog in that fight. And it's Mm -hmm. so interesting to watch, you know, fans of these people on the East Coast who are Yankees fans, who are Mets fans, kind of just watching the their teams having these strong starts to the 2022 season. It's been really, really exciting. I mean, Yankees, you look at their offseason, there was probably a lot of people that would have thought it was kind of disappointing seeing a lot of these free agents not sign with mm-hmm. new york but um still looking at john carlos Stanton, looking at aaron judge some of those guys that they have and just how they've been performing and then as far as the mets i mean i think that's kind of been one of the the biggest surprises and just how they've they were the first team to 20 wins um it's just been so fun to watch and then you remember that they're doing a lot of this without um de in the lineup mm-hmm. it's been fantastic to watch so i'm uh, maybe maybe I am the spark that the, the East Coast needed. I don't know, but it's it's been a ton of fun to watch.
1: Well, we'll see what happens with the Giants and the Jets. This much so, we'll see. If, oh. but, you, but you're definitely you know, the okay, spark listen, for the Yankees' I don't if want to put Giants too much pressure.
2: Jets, <laughs> if the Giants and Jets have some miraculous turnaround, I am 100% going to take credit for New York and New Jersey teams to just have these massive turnarounds. And I'm going to need some of these organizations to start paying me. Because, listen, I'm helping you out.
1: Well, especially the Jets, because there would be Robert Sala and yeah. Kiana Martin coming mm-hmm. from the West Coast and the 49ers, the East Coast. And I feel like that would not be a coincidence. And this brings mm-hmm. up an interesting point. And I'm not sure it's that interesting, but I found it interesting. And mm-hmm. this is my podcast, so I get to talk about it. So, <laughs> yay! Um, but I have found it. There's, there's that for the day. Um I have found in life that Yankees fans tend to be New York Giants fans and Mets fans tend to be New York Jets fans. And so now that you're there, if you could do a little research on this, I'm curious, but I have found it with people that I know that that tends to be good. I don't know that I've ever met a Mets fan. Well, this probably isn't true. I just think in my time period, a lot of the people I know that are Mets fans or Jets fans, I don't know if it's just because they rhymed and it like was easy to say, uh-huh. or but the Yankees fans or Giants fans, this is like a total, I have not real evidence towards this. I don't have a ton of research towards it. Okay. I'm really just like saying something based on like five people that I know, but I'm curious to see if that's like the prevailing feeling in the New York, New Jersey area. Okay, so-
2: so this, is, this is what's really exciting about what you just said. Cause as you said that I started Googling, I don't know if you hear my little fingers tapping over here, but I wanted to try to see if I can make sense of it. Because now that you brought that up, I have noticed that a lot of the Mets fans have been Jets fans. And the funny part mm-hmm. is I get a lot of Jets fans, at least uh, two weeks ago. It's not happening anymore, but I had a lot of Jets fans inquiring about Debo Samuel Mm -hmm. saying, is it possible he could come out this way? And I told them absolutely (laughs) not. I knew it was not going to happen. It just did not make sense to me. We can talk about that in a little bit. But, um, so now, as you said that it started making a little bit more sense. And so then it brought me a lot to being an LA girl. I think about the Lakers and the Clippers and Mm -hmm. you think of like the Clippers always being kind of the little brother to the Lakers considering, you know, the number of championships they won. So that's why I started Googling. I started looking at the number of world series of the Yankees compared to the Mets, which as you can Mm. imagine, it's, it's, the same with the Giants to the Jets. So mm-hmm. I wonder if it is this like big brother to little brother thing, you know, Yankees and Giants fans, they have more titles, uh, Jets, Mets, not so much, but um, a lot of, I mean, you're a diehard and you roll with who you came with. Um, So maybe there is some type of connection there, but I I think I will start doing that scientific research here and try to figure out this connection and see if this is in fact true. And if anyone listening, if you are by all means, if it's opposite for you and you're like, no, that's not true. Let us know. I'm I'm very intrigued now.
1: Please let us know. I'm, I'm very curious. I wanted to start doing a little market research on this and by market research i just want to ask random people and see what they say and not really tally it up because i kind of just want to go with my theory so i really guys i'm just gonna really be looking for people that agree with me on this Mm -hmm. and if you don't please let us know but don't be mad if i ignore you i Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) i don't want to be confused with facts i just want to go on my opinion that's the world we live in but uh, i'm sort of kidding (laughs) Though in this particular scenario, I think it's okay. Uh, But that's funny. And it's funny that you said that too because my nephew's bar mitzvah was this weekend and there Mm -hmm. was like a little part of the bar mitzvah where you could get these, um, you know, like basically screens on a sweatshirt. And Mm -hmm. one of the like options was Lakers, Dodgers, Rams all together. And I was like, that's, it's funny. Like, and I'm sure the Clippers weren't even considered as part of that, nor were the Chargers or the Angels. right? So it is kind of interesting so this is a very interesting theory i'm not entirely sure what the theory is but this is a very interesting theory that we've come up with you guys let us know your thoughts Mm -hmm. Uh, west coast people let us know your thoughts too because i'm curious to see if there's a correlation there as well our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest sports developments including updated odds on the nba playoffs fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, I just found a way to bring up the Los Angeles Dodgers, as I find a way to bring up on most podcast conversations. Hmm. I mean, I even on Bay Area radio stations find a way to
2: bring the Dodgers (laughs) into the conversation. (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not too thrilled about that.
1: Not thrilled, though there's one show where they've just kind of accepted it actually. And they actually, the other day before I came on, they played hail to the victors, like Michigan's hail to the victors. So they just really understand who I am. Uh I think they've uh accepted me. Um, But we brought up the Los Angeles Dodgers who uh, are leading the NL West. They are currently 19 and seven. have not lost a game. I don't think since they lost the Diamondbacks a couple weeks Uh ago, but I could be wrong about that. This team is so interesting to me, not just because I love them, but because This lineup is insane. Mm -hmm. And no one in the lineup at the moment, I believe, now I should probably look this up to see if I'm being (laughs) right about this, but I don't think anyone's hitting over 300. Or even if they are, it's not much over 300. Gavin Lux Mm -hmm. was the the first couple weeks of the season. So I just feel like that lineup that this weekend scored like a gazillion runs in Mm -hmm. their games against the Cubs and nine runs against the Giants on Wednesday night, like when they get hot... oh. I don't want to be a total bias homer, but I'm going to be <laughs> like, I think, I think they're unstoppable. Like It's crazy. That lineup. like three of them, if three of them start hitting over 300, it's over.
2: It's a wrap. You know, I think what's exciting and you know, I'm going to be slightly biased with you. Appreciate that. About you. that you know, I, I, I catch a lot of, uh, Flack from everyone at work being, I am, I think I'm the lone Dodgers fan. Um, oh, how at sad. Network, but think you're on the East be. Coast. Everyone's yeah, kind of sure. joining race from out there. But uh, it's been really fun watching. I remember the uh, power rankings going into the season. The mm-hmm. Dodgers set at number one. It's like, all right, I like this. I like the national perspective surrounding this team before the season even started, you know, looking at what they were able to, well, looking at how they closed out 2021, which I'm not too thrilled about, but, but still caring, you know, who they've had on their roster, even some of those departures and looking who they brought in and still going into the season, like, okay, this is still a team that can pick up from where they left off last year and succeed. What they've done, and then you fast forward a month into the season, and lo and behold, still sitting there occupying that number one spot, probably one of the most potent rosters I would like to say in baseball right now. They've won six in a row, um, and you just said it—you know—they're sitting at nineteen and seven. They're actually on pace for a hundred and eighteen wins, That's which is. Crazy phenomenal that's absolutely fantastic. So it's been really fun to watch this team um, I you and I think you know you talk about the different divisions and I I maybe I am biased, but I do think that the NLS is one of the toughest divisions the, the I think this might be the only division where every team right now is sitting above 500 but you still have the Dodgers who are well leading the way. Uh, in the NL West. So it's it's an exciting team. It's an exciting division. And um, I'm excited to kind of go along for the ride and just follow along.
1: So I need to correct myself. Freddie Freeman is batting 323. Okay. So okay. he is, but he is the lone man over 300. And yeah. I mean, Justin Turner's batting 174 and Max Muncie is batting 138. So can you really like when those guys get hot? Like, I, and Mookie. Our guy yeah. Mookie Betts is uh-huh. just on a tear, yeah. so it's crazy. But I do I don't want to take away Freddie Freeman's three twenty three batting average that. because that's exactly. pretty impressive. That's uh, but the next highest one is Gavin Lux at two seventy three. So it's just kind of crazy. I think one of the concerns with the team uh, was pitching, and the pitchers have been pitching so well. Again, we're very early in the season, right. but I don't know if you can score 27 runs a game. I don't think it matters. <laughs> like, <who cares? laughs> I don't even need a pitcher. Let everybody just hit. Exactly. Like, whatever. Uh, so we'll see. This is going to be fun. But again, so early in the season. But this is kind of why I love baseball. I, I love that there are so many games, so many opportunities to get excited, so many opportunities to get upset. It's funny. My brother keeps saying to me it's may i'm like yeah you can you know at some point it's going to be october and you can't say that to me anymore
2: exactly exactly (laughs) and as we are on the topic of the dodgers i think one thing that's really cool is i get so many notes on every single team every single morning, so I'm like, literally, I wake up to baseball, I go to sleep to baseball, but as we're talking about the Dodgers, and I know your brother said it's only May, but if you look at their next 24 games, they have a very favorable schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Their games are against the Pirates, the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, and the Nationals. Um, I definitely think they can um, have a strong close to the month of May looking yes. at what's what's on the slate, so it's it's exciting. I mean, Dodgers can be one of those teams that, you know, are kind of coasting their first couple of months of the season
1: yeah that's very true which would be helpful for them because especially last year it's like as the season was winding down they were in this tight race with the giants Mm -hmm. they were dealing with a number of injuries and honestly by the time they got to the nlcs i just think everybody was really you know tired out and this is their job and all of that but they had been through a lot so it would be nice if they could have a little bit more of a relaxing start to the season. Now I'm sure the Giants fans listening to this feel. Very- They're not
2: too thrilled about what we're talking about, especially no. if you watch how I think it was just about a couple weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, Giants were sitting atop of the division and they've kind of quickly slid down to fourth in the yeah. NL West. Um, I think they dropped, I think maybe four of their last five. I might have those numbers off that might've been prior to yesterday's game, but yeah, it, it's going to be, it's an exciting division.
1: It is It is an exciting division. And Fernando Tatis hasn't even come back from injury yet. So right. it's just going to get more and more exciting. So we will keep a very close eye on that. We will talk to Kiana throughout the season. We'll have to have you back because yeah. baseball season's a long time and there are a lot it's of games all and all the things. But we can't let you go before mm-hmm. I bring back your Bay Area roots all right. um, and talk a little bit of 49ers. You alluded to it earlier Debo Samuel did not think he was gonna be traded. I totally agree with you. I actually went on a, a Jets podcast and they were like, give us hope. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. They're, I they're not to gonna trade him. him. <laughs> there's like, there's you no way they're trading run. him. And they were like, okay, but can we talk about if? I'm like, if you want, but they're not gonna trade him. But sure, if you want to talk about if, that's fine. <laughs> so Debo Samuel, still on the roster. We got rookie minicamp this week, OTAs in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think obviously. Debo Samuel has refollowed the 49ers on Instagram. All right, very big, very big, exciting news in the world. Can we,
2: can we just Living. put a pin in this really quick? We I can. just want to know: Do is it like do people wake up every morning and or maybe every hour and they're like, let's check in on the Debo Samuel 49ers saga? Is he following? Did he unfollow? Like, whose job is it to check in every so often and see? what's like what's his following status
1: that's a very good question because when he did refollow them i remember seeing it on twitter like someone right. had screenshotted it i think within it seemed like a few minutes ish of him right. i don't know whose job that is maybe it's the fans right. maybe it's maybe there's a specific debo watch right club that we're not I feel aware like that's of. what
2: it was there was like a hashtag debo watch and and People were literally, everything he did, every interaction he had, people were making ties. Oh, this must mean he's done. And, you know, it's so crazy that people can form, and I'm not just saying out of people, just people in general um, can kind of form these conclusions without being in the room or really knowing the background story. I am amazed by some of the stories that I I hear every day. Um, But yeah that's uh social media for
1: you that's the it is it is the world we live in and it's kind of which is kind of crazy and i think that's a also a fair question who's whose job is it and how often do you have to be checking it's yeah, so it's funny because it never even occurred to me to check again if you followed them totally like it never Never even crossed my mind um, to, which probably, I don't know if that's, maybe that's not good on me because I am (laughs) a beat reporter, but I was, I guess I just figured like, I think maybe I just felt like I'd know because somebody was going to be on top of that um, and make sure we knew. I think also I just had a lot of confidence that he wasn't getting traded and he was going to be back. And eventually he was going to refollow the 49ers on social media. So we'll see how this all plays out, but I think obviously he'll be back. uh, He will be in a fortnighters jersey week one he will be playing and all will be right in kyle shanahan's offense again hopefully i guess there are a few question marks but uh all in theory will be right in kyle shanahan's offense uh they had a pretty had a decent draft i think you know the thing that was interesting and i kind of i'd love your take on this a little bit is i know that a lot of fans had could, maybe not concerns or they weren't super happy with what they did in the offseason And they felt they yeah. should have gone this direction, the draft and why they draft a running back in the third round. But the thing with this team, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but would love your take, like really this team is pretty well put together. And yeah. so they had the luxury of an off, uh, off season where they could sign a Charvarius ward who was someone they really needed to kind of upgrade and shore up the, the cornerback position. And then in the draft they could kind of, Go with these positions. They got uh, Drake Jackson, who I think is is going to be incredible on the edge and I think has a lot of potential there. Yeah. Uh, I actually get the the running back pick in the third round, the Ty Davis-Price pick, because you could never have too many running backs in yeah. that offense. They go through running backs. We see how it goes. But I feel like it's the first time in a long time, even after the 2019 season, where the team is pretty well set, so there yeah. was a little bit of a luxury to kind of play with the draft and just pick where they want to pick.
2: One hundred percent. I think, you know, as fans, we see all of these flashy names and it happens every single year. You Mm -hmm. see these big flashy names and they become free agents or they may be on the trading block and you're instantly like, oh, come on, John Lynch. Like what? What's going on here? But I think you said it perfectly. The 49ers do kind of have that luxury to have that offseason that they have. This team is pretty much put together. There's a few, you know, I think with some of the departures this off season and I'm looking at guys like Lake and Tomlinson mm-hmm. having to fill some of those voids and some of those holes. And I know you have some guys from um, last year's draft class that I think we also do forget about um, that can come step in and, and kind of pick up where things were left off. But I think that this team, there's not too much that they really needed to do. And I think I remember talking to John Lynch uh, during the Combine, and he said that this is one of the best drafts when it comes to depth. If you don't have a first-round pick, this might be the year to not have it. And of course, it's always a luxury to have that. Of course, you want that first-round talent. But if you don't have it, the amount of depth there was in a number of positions, it made sense, and it worked for what the 49ers needed to do. They have their starters in a number of areas. They have some question marks that, you know, they hope that they can smooth over with who they did pick up in the draft and what they did do in free agency. Um, so I think a lot of what they did makes sense. Um, you look at this running back position. I know you bring that up and people have question marks about that, but you let's, let's feed into a little bit of what was said this offseason with maybe – Debo doesn't want to be a wide receiver Mm -hmm. and a running back hybrid kind of situation. You have depth at that position and you know that they were dealing with injuries last year and especially the year prior to that. Um, So I think that makes sense for what they do. And and I, I'm always amazed with what Kyle Shanahan is able to do with that running back position. It's going to be interesting. Now that Bobby Turner stepped away this season, but uh, being able to kind of pick up from where they left off. um, I think that's going to be really exciting. So I, I, I'm all on board with what they did. I think the biggest question marks were the O-line and maybe the cornerback position, but getting Charvarius Ward this, uh, in free agency, I think that helped out a lot. And now just having some depth at that position, both of those positions makes a lot of sense. Now I think the only question I think that still kind of remains is the safety situation and Jaquaski Tart. He's still a free agent. Is he coming back? Do you have a lot of... I feel like they have a lot of trust in Talanoa Hufanga, Um, It will just be kind of interesting to see how all of this plays out over the next couple of months.
1: Yes, it will be interesting to see. And uh, they were asked about Joukowsky Tart. Uh, It didn't sound like they're bringing him back, but time will tell. tell. That's it's my favorite phrase. Time will tell is my favorite phrase. Our uh, our friend Chris Biederman makes fun of me because he'll (laughs) say something. And I'm like, you know what, Chris, time will tell. But the reality is no one can argue with that phrase. Like time will tell there's no one who can be like, that's not true. It will tell, but that's a very good point on the safety position on the O-line. They had said that they had, it it was interesting because the Monday before the draft, it felt like from everything John Lynch was saying, it felt like maybe Alex Mack was going to retire by the Friday of the draft. It felt like Alex Mack was not going to retire. We still don't have a final answer on that. uh, But you know, John Lynch had said they they knew everything they needed to know going to the draft. They had all the information. So the assumption would be maybe that he's not going to retire. So we'll see what happens there. Aaron Bet- Banks will most likely fill in in that Lake and Tomlinson role. It was right. another interesting one to, to keep an eye on. Kyle Shanahan told us at the owners meetings that they were planning on playing Aaron Banks halfway through the season last year. And then things started to pick up and they started gelling and They weren't three and five anymore and it looked like things were coming together. So they didn't want to mess with that. So that's to be, you know, those are the biggest questions. And with a new quarterback coming in, that O-line situation is probably the biggest thing that they need to deal with. And then of course safety that, which I'm glad that you brought that up. So we will see what happens there. Uh, I I'm not super concerned about this team. I think they're going to be just fine, have a good season. And then of course the big question is Trey watch, Trey Lance watch, right? have high hopes for Trey Lance, but that's gonna be another one. We won't really know till he steps on the field week one. So it'll be exciting to watch. And by the time he steps on the field week one, we'll be towards the end of the regular season of baseball and moving into the playoffs. That's that's how long baseball season is. I, I just
2: know they're all moving that out. There. Me.
1: <laughs> that is like, I mean, that is just kind of crazy. But Kiana, thank you for joining me. Oh, it was so fun to get to talk to you on a podcast. I feel like this is like Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, but Tracy and Kiana's podcast reunion.
2: Exactly, exactly. And the crazy part is for everyone listening, this is kind of almost what our like regular conversations are like. This isn't just like, all right, let's put on our podcast hat. No, like, I feel like our conversations range from everything to like going to our favorite restaurants to what is happening with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance to like, did you watch the Dodger game last night? Like, this is literally our conversation. So it's just I feel like we're just recorded one of our normal phone calls.
1: Yeah, you guys, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You had a little insight into how we work. So it's a good time. <laughs> we're definitely a very good time. But we will have Kiana back because uh, we will want to talk more baseball and Niners and all of the things. Uh, in the meantime, we are brought to you by Fivo. We are brought to you by Online. And I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all.